Hey, how's it going, baseball fans? And welcome to another episode of Passion for the Pastime, a baseball podcast. And I'm your host, the one, the only, Walter Icabalceta. You guys can follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, on tw- on Facebook. I almost said Twitter twice. Uh, you guys can follow me on there. Look me up. Uh, Wally's underscore podcast. That's what I'm under. Under my, my Facebook, it's actually my actual name. So Walter Icabalceta, you guys can look that up. Uh, just give me, a, give me an ad. I give you all the... Uh, up-to-date news on baseball and on my other podcast for football. Um, but anyways, this is the baseball podcast. We are two weeks in to the MLB season, and it has already had everything of all the makings of a great season already. Just two weeks in. We have players getting robbed. We got players rushing the mound. We got people pimping home runs, uh, getting thrown at. It's just we, we've had everything in a two-week period and I couldn't be more excited uh I love baseball season even if you know the Giants are kind of so-so that's my team that's who I follow I am diehard uh I haven't gone to a game yet but believe me I'm gonna be out at that yard a lot more frequently in the coming months definitely in the summer but uh yeah baseball season is just it's amazing man because you never know what's going to happen um and we have some surprises coming out of nowhere. And, you know, when, when you're looking at the divisions, um, in my last podcast, I gave the predictions of who I thought was going to make it to the to the playoffs, who was going to win their divisions, and who was going to make it to the World Series ultimately. Um, my Houston Astros pick is, I mean, you know, it's early, so you can't really go too much into it. But the Astros are not leading the AL West right now. Two weeks in, and... The unlikely, because you had three teams in the AL West, in the Houston Astros, the Angels, and the Athletics, the Oakland A's. Those were the three teams in the running. None of them, however, are in first place right now. Granted, it is two weeks. We can we have to take this with a grain of salt. Uh, you can't look too much into it. Um, but you got to give credit when credit's due. The, this team has had a phenomenal Two weeks, and it is the Seattle Mariners. They are thirteen and two. Um, I, <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know what uh, to to say right now. They are thirteen and two. They are destroying everybody um, that they're playing. And the big surprise, actually, for the Seattle Mariners is Jay Bruce. Jay Bruce has gone to Seattle and has revitalized his career because this guy, I mean, his average doesn't show it. He's uh, only hitting 204, but he has seven home runs, uh, seven home runs and 13 RBIs. He's 32 years old. Jay Bruce, the longtime uh, Cincinnati Met, he what, or Cincinnati Met, geez, I just, I just uh, mixed two teams together. The Cincinnati, longtime Cincinnati Red, uh, recently New York Met, Jay Bruce, 32 years old, wearing the number 32 up in Seattle. But, uh, you know the the Mariners. I don't know if they're. I don't know if they're for real. But early on, you have to take notice because you look at uh, just their bat, their team batting average. Uh, you know, D. Gordon, he's hitting three sixty five. Domingo Santana, he's hitting three forty nine. Um, <laughs> Tim Beckham, he's hitting three forty seven. And Edwin Encarnacion, who was speculated to get traded to Seattle, then traded to uh, Tampa Bay. That never happened. Um, but Tampa Bay, they're, they're doing great right now either, so they don't even need Edwin, Encarna- uh, Edwin Encarnacion. Um, 
you know, they're they're doing fantastic. Even though the Giants, they, they snuck out a game, but, you know, they the Giants still have not won a series yet going into uh, week two or week three, I guess. But uh, Everon Carnacion, he's hitting two uh, three. 26 and then when you look at the home runs i mean they got some bashers on that team they got jay bruce uh vogelbatch daniel vogelbatch he is uh hitting six home runs and he has a 400 batting average right now um limited at bats though and then domingo santana and uh edwin encarnacion and tim beckham they all have four so uh the mariners they're doing pretty good and but the true question because they were without uh they're without Robinson Cano. Robinson Cano is now in uh, New York with the Mets. And, you know, that that was going to be a big question for them was how are they going to generate offense? Well, they're doing it. Um, they're finding ways to score. They're finding ways to win. And it's going to be interesting to see if they can sustain this type of success. Obviously, they're not going to go 13-2 and two for every two-week period throughout the rest of the season. But uh, if they can sustain this type of consistency for a long period of time the baseball season is a long one so like I said with this two-week period you got to take it for a grain of salt because you can go 13 and 2 and then the next two weeks you can go 2 and 13 so um you know enjoy it right now Mariners fans enjoy it because when you look at the AL uh AL West they you still got a a lot of squads in that team or in that division that uh should be reckoned with and <laughs> or, or you should know about um, one being Chris Davis. Chris Davis is tearing it up. He is leading the majors once again in home runs two weeks in. Two weeks in, he has nine home runs. Nine home runs. What? I don't even know how to uh, explain that to my, my mind. He has nine home runs, which means I'm counting it up right now, six Seven, eight, nine. He is tied with the whole entire San Francisco Giants team in home runs. Just Chris Davis. Just Chris Davis. And guess what his batting average is, guys? <laughs> his batting average is 246. And he historically, if you guys don't know, he historically hits 247. So he is uh he's doing what Chris Davis does, but Chris Davis is tearing it up. But Chris Davis isn't the only one tearing it up um as far as home runs go. Cody Bellinger for the Dodgers um just just staying on the home run front. The power numbers are huge. Just on ho- opening day alone, we had 48 home runs and the Giants hit none of those. I'm just <laughs> I, I have to throw shade at the Giants. They're my team. I'm the only one that could do it. Um, you know, I can throw shade at the Giants. That's my team. Uh, if you do it, I'm, I may uh, I may take it a little differently. So, um, But I'm just talking about the power numbers in MLB. Uh, Chris Davis, he has nine home runs. Cody Bellinger, he has seven. We talked about Jay Bruce earlier. He has seven. And Stinky Pete Alonzo, man, he is on fire as far as home runs uh and i mean he's doing pretty good anyway he has 17 rbis six home runs and is hitting 347 with uh 45 or i'm sorry 378 jesus uh 378 i butchered that number uh 378 he's hitting 378 in 45 at bats and he's doing pretty good um you know and he's he's younger than me i'm getting to that point where you know i'm looking at these players and (laughs) They're younger than me, and I'm like, damn, they're doing that at at that age, and I'm just I'm just here doing a podcast, man. 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, but no, uh, Pete Alonso, he is doing really good um, in his rookie year. And Paul Goldschmidt, he's doing pretty good in his new team uh, with the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. He has six home runs as well. And Gary Sanchez, six home runs. And who was actually tearing it up? Uh, and who I who I like to see have the power stroke back is uh, Jose Altuve. He has five. Ronald Acuna, he has five also. Uh, but also who has five who I love. He's one of my favorite players uh, to watch, definitely. Um, he's the only reason I go to the Oakland Coliseum to go watch the Angels play is Mike Trout. Uh, Mike Trout has five home runs, and he's having a phenomenal first two weeks of the season. He's hitting 406, OPS of 1.529, uh, 12 RBIs, one stolen base only, uh, but five home runs. So he is having a great two weeks. But unfortunately for Mike Trout, he is dealing with a right groin injury uh that he suffered earlier last week and you know that that's unfortunate because he's gonna miss a a a little bit of time I mean uh groin injuries are I think in my opinion the worst uh to come back from because there's no telling when it's fully healed um it's just a time frame that you have to you have to you have to stop activity you gotta gotta take it easy uh let the muscle heal and then, you know, in a couple of weeks, you hope that it doesn't re-aggravate because groin injuries, they can sideline you for two weeks, three weeks. They can sideline you for two months. So um, I'm hoping that it's the former and not the latter for uh, for Mike Trout. Mike Trout is phenomenal, and I just love watching him. But here's my question to you guys because, um, you know, ever since Derek Jeter left baseball a couple of years ago, um, we all knew that. Derek Jeter was the face of baseball, and rightfully so. Uh, it could have helped that he was in the New York uh, media. He was the, it was a Yankee, so it was just marketable like that. But who is now your uh, your player that represents baseball for you? Uh, drop it down in the comments. I want to know what you guys have to say about that because you know a lot of people consider Mike Trout, and me personally, I would consider Mike Trout. But my problem with Mike Trout um and this could just be me being nitpicky uh to be honest but with Mike Trout he hasn't done anything in the postseason he has he's only made the postseason I want to say one time in his entire career that's not a fault to Mike Trout um that's a fault to his organization for not getting the pieces around such a phenomenal player like Mike Trout um you know, so he's going to be there for a while now. So I'm hoping to get some, some uh, postseason experience out of Mike Trout because, you know, uh, he, players, great players, they're, you know, you see them in the regular season. But that old phrase is legends and heroes, they're created in October. And Mike Trout hasn't had that opportunity. So. To me, I'm like, all right, well, who is the face of baseball? Do you do you go to Mookie Betts? I mean, he was just in um, the World Series, just won a World Series with the Boston Red Sox. Um, you know, do you go to uh, Jose Altuve? Do you go to Alex Bregman? Do you go to Bryce Harper? But again, Bryce Harper is another one that uh, hasn't had a lot of postseason success, but he's been he's at least been in the postseason, so he's been exposed to the national media. Uh, being that he's in Philly and all that, 
nonsense that was going on. He's obviously going to get a lot more uh, media time now. But it's not only about the media time. It's just, you know, you're out there on a on a high-level stage and you're competing at a high level. Obviously, the MLB, it's, a, it's the highest level that you can get. But what I'm trying to say is, you know, the playoff appearances, it helps with uh, giving the title of the face of baseball. Because you look at Derek Jeter and his career, he was in the playoffs like every damn year, every season pretty much, um, since he was a rookie. So, I mean, he was instantly the face of baseball. And with Buster Posey busting on to the scene, uh, busting onto the scene like he did in 2010 and then in 2012 and then 2004, you know, with all the World Series and he was going to the playoffs, but every other year, he was kind of gearing up to being the new face of baseball. But recent events with his hip and he's not doing good. By the way, Buster Posey has yet, we're two weeks in, he has yet to hit a home run or a RBI. And this was expected, um, at least in my perspective, because he's coming back from a hip injury. You guys have to think about it. Um, when you're swinging the bat, it's not only your arms that are moving. It's your whole body. It's it's generated from your legs. That's where you get your power. The hip, that's where you get your bat speed. And then uh, and then your hands. I mean, that that's, that's your coordination. That is all connected to what Buster Posey had gone through in the offseason. Last year, he wasn't swinging for anything. He could barely get the ball, lift the ball out of the infield because he had no power generating from those hips. So with that surgery, he has to learn how to adapt, and that's going to take time. He hasn't – I mean, spring training isn't enough time for him, uh, you know, adjusting to a new part of his body that he, you know, that he needs to learn how to adjust to. So – um, I'm going to give him until, I mean, obviously you give all these guys until maybe like mid-May to really give a fair evaluation. That's why with the Mariners, um, two weeks in, it's exciting. It's exciting that they're 13-2, and two, but you have to give them that gap um, for other teams to close in on them, you know, and, and they have to sustain that um, that success. But, you know, there was, there was those years uh, a couple years ago where, um, the Indians and the Cubs, they got off to a hot start and then, you know, they started progressing into the season and they'd either fall off or they'd uh, continue that success. You know, uh, the Indians, when they made it to the World Series, they kind of came out of nowhere. So um, could this be, I wouldn't say that the Mariners are going to make the, make, the, make the World Series, but uh, you never know. It, it could just the, the stars could be aligning for the Seattle Mariners, just saying. But getting back to my conversation with the face of baseball, uh, who do you guys think is the face of baseball? Um, in my opinion, if I had to pick one, and I hate picking a Yankee, it, I would have to say it's Aaron Judge. It's either Aaron Judge or uh, I, I may go West Coast. And again, I hate to say this guy because he's in Dodger blue, but Cor- uh, Cody Bellinger. I almost said Corey Seager. Uh, Cody Bellinger because – these guys, they've been in the postseason, they, and they're doing it um, on a consistent basis. And, you know, they're they're good people. I don't know anything about uh, Cody Bellinger doing anything uh, terrible or, or you know, uh, throwing punches like his former teammate Yasiel Puig. That was crazy, by the way. If you guys didn't see that, um, uh, what's it called? Derek Diedrich, he, he hit a home run. He hit it into the Allegheny River, and uh, he pimped the hell out of that ball 
pimped the hell out of that home run. He stared it down for about two minutes. I swear to God, he could have like lit up a cigarette, took a shot, and uh, and he was still standing there at home plate. <laughs> but but uh, the next time up, um, Chris Archer, he didn't like that. He didn't like that, and he threw out. He threw behind him. He didn't hit him. But, you know, that's what made uh, David Bell come out, and he was like, what the hell? He was, he was yelling. He, I've never seen David Bell that mad. He's usually calm, cool, and collected. Uh, but then Yasiel Puig comes out there like a, like a pit bull out of hell and uh, starts ra- ra- uh, ruffling the feathers of the Pittsburgh Pirates. But that, that was exciting. Two weeks in, guys. Two weeks in, and we already have brawls going on. Um, but going back to it with uh, – Cody Bellinger, you know, he he plays the game the right way. I don't have any complaints other than he's a Dodger and I'm a Giants fan, but I have him on my on my fantasy team, guys. So I am benefiting from uh, Cody Bellinger doing great. So it, it's all right, you know. Um, he would be my representative actually on the West Coast. I know Mike Trout gets all of it, and he ha- and he is definitely um, up there. You know, Mike Trout um, has to be considered one of the faces of baseball but to me if they're not in the playoffs I mean how can you really be considered the, the face of baseball if you haven't been successful in the postseason that's all I'm saying I mean Cody Bellinger hasn't been successful in the postseason they've made it to the World Series twice he hasn't got that ring but at least he has the exposure and the same thing with uh with Aaron Judge and Aaron Judge I saw a video uh not not too long ago I think it was two days ago that um, this kid was was showing a ball to, to Aaron Judge and Aaron Judge told him to throw it. And then Aaron Judge played catch with the kid warming up in between innings. That is, to me, a very Derek Jeter type thing to do. That is a very, uh, you know, good PR for Aaron Judge. And that's why, to me, I mean, that that's what the face of baseball should do, right? Uh, should give back to the fans, should be... Uh, open to the media and on top of that be a great player on the field so um you know those are my top top two obviously I love Mike Trout um but I would just need to see him in the postseason I mean I would love to give Mike Trout that title of the face of baseball um Bryce Harper I mean he's in the conversation conversation too but who do you guys consider um the face of baseball for uh right now you know is it Mike Trout Aaron Judge Cody Bellinger, uh, Kershaw kind of fell off, but he was for, for uh, I wouldn't maybe say the face, but at least on the West Coast, Clayton Kershaw was was tearing it up. Um, but do you guys have any other players that I haven't mentioned? Uh, Alex Bregman, you know, um, Jose Altuve, Correa, George Springer, anybody on the Houston Astros. <laughs> so, um, or, you know, uh, Aaron Nolan Arenado. I didn't even think about Arenado, so it could be Arenado too. Uh, who who would you guys consider? Drop it down in the comments, and uh, I'd like to open up that conversation with you guys because we're we're in a transition phase um, with a lot of young talent. Because I think the face of ba- face of baseball may not even be here yet. Face of baseball may be Vladdy Jr. He's still not in the MLB yet. He will be at some point. But here's the thing, though. Is Vladdy going to have his first Major League home run, or is Chris Davis going to have his first hit? <laughs> that, that guy, man, uh, I feel so bad for Chris Davis. Chris Davis for the Baltimore Orioles, he has gone a historic, oh, I think it's up to 0-53 now, 0-53 uh, in his last 
I guess, 53 at-bats. He has not gotten a hit, which is an MLB record. The old record was 0-70, uh, ooh, 0-47 with Eugenio Velez of the San Francisco Giants. Giants fans, you'll remember that guy, um, but and for the wrong reasons. But, but Chris Davis, I feel so bad for him, man, because everyone's giving him crap, and it's like, why, why are we giving him crap? I mean, yeah, he's not he's not having a great uh, a great time right now, you know. Um, but it's not his fault that Baltimore Orioles organization paid him the amount of money that they paid him. It's not his fault. I mean, is he, is he supposed to say, Nah, you know what? I'll cut you guys a deal. I, I think I, I think I'm worth I'm worth uh, less than that. And like, no. Who who would you do that? I wouldn't do that. I'd be like, Sure, you're giving me that kind of money, and I can barely. Pr- that's fine with me. You know what I mean? That that's that's just my mentality of it. I'm not gonna sit there and pretty much say like, nah, keep your money. Uh, just give me the bare minimum. Like, no. In what world? In what world? Come on, come on, guys. Let's be realistic. But, um, yeah, that that's unfortunate for you know Chris Davis and the Baltimore Orioles. I mean, we already know where they're going. They're in a rebuild, and it's kind of the same boat with the San Francisco Giants. Um, you know, when you look at the standings. But when you look at the standings, we actually have some surprise teams, at least in my opinion. We have uh, some surprise teams this year. We already talked about the um, the uh, Seattle Mariners. And when I say surprise, I don't necessarily mean it in a good way. You know, a surprise team could be that I expected them to do a lot better than what they're doing. And uh, this team definitely meets that criteria. The Boston Red Sox are terrible they they got off to their worst start in franchise history um in the first week that, that was their first start or, or their worst start in franchise history the boston red sox are not doing that great are not doing that hot um the the chicago cubs also are not doing that great it's granted it's early on guys i understand but we got to look at it um because early on, you know, first it's oh well, it's opening day. Don't worry about it. Oh, it's the first week of the season. Oh, it's the first. It's the first two weeks. Oh, it's the first. It's the first month. Oh, it's not All Star break yet. And then by the time you get <laughs> to All Star break, you're like, ah, oh, we we kind of suck because the Giants. The Giants did that to me uh, not too long ago. Um, I forget what season it was. I, I want to say it was 2017. Um, you know, I could have just been delusional, but I was just sitting there and I did the same exact thing. I was like, ah, it's opening day. They'll be fine. Ah, it's the first week. Ah, it's the second. Ah, it's the first month. We haven't even made it to, to June yet. Ah, it's, the, it's not even all-star break yet. And then when you get to all-star break, you realize, holy crap, we only have a couple more months of the season and and we're 10 games below 500. Like, you can't you can't recover from that. I mean, the only team that did was, um, who was it? I, I want to say uh, well, it was the A's. The A's back in the early 2000s uh, with the money ball. They, that was, you know, the only team that I can recall that came out of the came out of the dumps and made a run. I don't even know if they were un- they had to have been under 500 um, for that for that run. But anyways, so you got to take note of who's not doing great. I mean, especially with the Cubs, I didn't pick them as winning their division. Um, I didn't even pick them as w- making the playoffs, but I did think that they were going to be a little bit more competitive than what they are. Um, you know, they're they're four and eight right now. And the Giants have a better record than them. Giants are five and nine. But looking at the NL West is the surprise team. Um, a lot of actually, 
you know, it's a surprise team for me because I wasn't buying into the San Diego Padres. San Diego Padres, they're good. They're great. Um, they're, they're young and upcoming. But I didn't think that they would be competing for – and, again, it's early on. It's two weeks in. They're only one game up on the Dodgers. Um, but, you know, the Padres, they're actually – they got something brewing down there in San Diego because when you look at their team – uh, specifically, and I'm trying to pull up the numbers right now, so I don't know if you can hear me going in circles, but I'm trying to stall for a little bit. Uh, when you look at their team, Fernando Tatis Jr., he has three home runs, and he's having a decent start to the year. He's not having a great average. He's only hitting uh, 244, but he has the three home runs, but every single one of his home runs has been a majestic shot. They have been no doubters. They're not like just just barely clearing the fence. They have been no doubters. So, uh, you know, Manny Machado, he's having a decent year right now um, for uh, the Padres. He also has three home runs. It's pretty much the same numbers as Tatis Jr. He's hitting 245, three home runs, seven RBIs, uh, with an OPS of 811, though. So he's getting on base uh, quite a bit. But, um, you know, the Padres, that's going to be interesting to see. Um, I don't think that they're going to be able to sustain – um, consistency over the length of the MLB season. But, you know, I could be wrong. I could be wrong, um, but it's the same thing with the Mariners. I, we got we to gotta wait and see. You got to wait and see. It's great that they're getting off to a hot start. The Padres don't fall under the same, uh, in my opinion, they don't fall under the same boat as the Mariners because the Mariners, they weren't expected to do anything, and they're 13-2, and two, and 13-2 and two is a lot better than, what are the Padres, 9-5. Uh, nine and, nine and five. So, I mean, it's a couple games, but... Um, that that's a big difference. So, and the way that the Mariners are winning, they're they're dominating uh, quite a bit. So, uh, and the Dodgers, by the way, talking about the NL West, they just got swept by the St. Louis Cardinals. So, uh, sorry, Cardinals fans, for uh, destroying your dreams in October the last couple of years that the Giants were relevant. Uh, but I appreciate that sweep, that four game sweep, not a three game sweep, guys. It's a four game sweep of the Los Angeles Dodgers. So I love every minute of that and and what's great is that i have Corey seager and i have cody bellinger Corey, Corey seager's day-to-day right now but uh i have cody bellinger and he's been tearing it up and they've still been losing so i'm getting i'm getting my statistics for my fantasy team but the dodgers are still losing that is a win-win in my book and then uh the last surprise team to me is the <laughs> the colorado rockies who just lost to the giants uh last night um Friday morning we're recording guys but uh the Colorado Rockies they're three and ten and they do not look like the Colorado I don't know what is going on there um Nolan Arenado is doing everything in his willpower to get his team some wins early on in the season but it is not looking good for the Colorado Rockies right now they were my world series pick guys uh god That might be worse uh, than my Super Bowl pick last year in the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I may have cursed the Colorado Rockies. So my bad for the entire Colorado Rocky Nation. My bad. (laughs) I might have cursed you guys just like I did with the Jacksonville Jaguars last year. Um, But so, you know, that's pretty much it for the first two weeks of the season. Um like I said, we've had a lot of action. We have a we've had a lot of home runs uh, early on in the season. Chris Davis, I, you know, he hit what was it fifty? Did he hit fifty six last year or 
53 home runs last year. I, you know, he's on pace to hit like 90. So I mean, he, he's gonna he's gonna uh, be up in that 50 range, I think for sure. And Cody Bellinger might not be uh, too far behind him because he has that he has that seven. Um, but with the big story for us Giants fans. I'm going to segue into the Giants portion because I am a Giants fan. i got to talk about my Giants. Uh, I was talking bad about them at the beginning beginning of the show, but i got to shout out this guy, Superman. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Kevin Pillar. (laughs) That guy has come out of nowhere. He is leading the team. He's tied for for the team lead in home runs with three, (laughs) and he has the most RBIs on the team with 10. 11 on the season because he got one in Toronto before he was traded over to the San Francisco Giants. This was the best trade that Farhan has done yet, um, and I'm excited. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, Kevin Pillar, he has found the power stroke in San Francisco, and, um, you know, I love it. He he is embracing the city. Uh, he looks to be loving the clubhouse. He looks to be comfortable. Um, you know, his big thing, what he was talking about in interviews was that he was, he was nervous. He didn't know where he was going to set up shop for his family. But then now, now that he got all that situated, now it's baseball time and he is settling in. He's not hitting great, um, as far as, you know, average batting average, but he, he runs into one occasionally and he is apparently clutch, uh, when it comes to runners on base, especially with, uh, with, uh, the bases loaded. And just just to give you guys a perspective on how how well we made out with uh, with Kevin Pillar, Kevin Pillar has ten RBIs, eleven on the season, ten for the Giants. Bryce Harper only has eight. Just saying, Bryce Harper has four home runs, and Kevin Pillar has three. And with that, I am going to end this podcast, let you guys sit on that. Drop down in the comments what you guys thought of this episode. And next week, we're going we're gonna to keep, gonna keep rolling. Going to keep rolling. Baseball season is exciting. It never stops. And I can't wait to see what this next week brings. Uh, the San Francisco Giants, they are playing the Colorado Rockies on a four-game series and other notable um, series to watch is we got the Mets and the Braves, that big showdown for the NL East. That NL East, any any series in the NL East is going to be must-watch. So we got the Mets and the Braves going at it um, this weekend. And then other notable series, we got the Astros and the Mariners. So this is going to be a good test of the Mariners. It's going to be in uh, Seattle. So this is going to be a huge test early on in the season. Again, it's only two weeks in, but a test early on to kind of gauge where you're at with the Houston Astros who are starting to find their power stroke. They are hitting bombs uh, the last couple of days with Correa and Springer and Altuve. They're just going going all over the place. So, uh, you know, that's going to be a a must-watch up in Seattle. And the final game that I will talk to you guys about is, or the final series, is the Brewers and the Dodgers. The Brewers and the Dodgers met in the playoffs last year, and this is the first time that they see each other this year. And I think that that one should be a good one. That is coming to you live from Chavez Ravine. So it's going to be a great, uh, great weekend of baseball. And then to cap off next week, we got the Mets and the Phillies so you guys gotta gotta keep an eye on that. Then you got the Cardinals and the Brewers. That is going to be a great series. And then to wrap it up, 
Um, another notable series is the Dodgers and the Reds. Yasiel Puig makes his return to Los Angeles since being traded. So, uh, And also we have the New York Yankees and the Boston Red Sox, their first matchup of the season uh, next week. And then to wrap it up, we have the Astros going from Seattle to Oakland, California. And I may try to catch a couple of those games. Um, so those are the games coming up this week. Uh, and in between the in between time, you guys can follow me on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram at Wally's underscore podcast. On Facebook, it's just my name, Walter Ricardo Zeta. Guys, follow me on there. Um, I try to give you all the up to date news, uh, everything that's going on, everything that's everyone that's tearing it up, any fights, any brawls, anything that is relevant. I will provide to you on those social media outlets. So you guys have a good one. Be safe out there. Have a great weekend. Have a great week. And as always, win or lose, 500 or not, go Giants.